Hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. Good morning. I hope that you are well. I hope that you have risen on the right side of the bed, that you are ready to take on a brand new day today. And what a way to start off this day with centering our hearts and minds on God's truth, His words of promise, His wisdom on how we ought to do life. I was fixing a piece of furniture pretty recently and I was just reminded of how important it is to read the instructions and many would view the Bible as instructions on how to live life well. Uh, There's the popular kind of acronym, right? The Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E. I don't know whether you grew up uh, listening to that. But I love uh, really that the Bible isn't just instructions for how to live life well and important as it is, you know. But uh, really, you know, the Bible, it's God's words that are uh, through the Spirit of God animated into life that speaks to us, that is heard, experienced, read by all, but yet at the same time feels so personal feels so intimate and of course the word through the spirit comes alive and speaks directly to us and i love that we are able to come to god's word with expectation in our hearts that he will speak to us and this is what we get to do this morning and i pray that even as we dive into god's word together that he will speak to you in a personal way now, I received these uh, reports uh, from my iPhone uh, every Sunday that shows how much time I've been devoting to my screen. And uh, it gives me a breakdown on what apps I've been using, how long have I been using it, when I have been using it. And so it's really enlightening. I love that it comes to me on Sunday. And so I get to go to church and repent for all the time that is wasted. And of course, this time of being at home, of being on my computer and my phone, a lot, uh, I have been spending a lot more time on my screen than I would you know, really like to. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's been pretty great. I have been in contact with friends that I have, um, haven't been in contact with for many years. I've been in contact with friends from my time in ministry school who are living uh, all over the planet, really. And because we are all uh, home-based now, we are all on circuit breaker, uh, shelter in place, lockdown, whatever have you around the world, uh, we are able to then connect and catch up because all of us are on our screens uh, for the most part of the day and it's been pretty great we've been connecting relationally and catching up uh, but you know being on the screen uh, of course has its upsides and has its downsides right the upside is uh, I am connecting a whole lot with a bunch of old friends and the downside is I am honestly wasting a whole bunch of time just scrolling through social media and watching different uh, videos on YouTube and Netflix, whatever have you. And I've also found that uh, by spending a lot of time on uh, these apps, you know, the adverts just keep coming at me uh, 
almost like an endless barrage, right? Just advertisements after advertisements, uh, sales after sales. There's a sale on desks from this furniture store. There's a sale on shoes from this sports store. There's a sale on Lazada. There's a sale on Zalora. There are sales everywhere. It is almost like the marketers know that we are all locked down at home and this is the best time to get some of these sales out to get people buying stuff because for many of us we are honestly bored out of our minds uh, we aren't occupying ourselves well and so when these sales come you know we browse we window shop so to speak and we're often tempted uh, to buy indulge in that impulse buy is just that one item those two items i think i need that i think i need another pair of shoes in a different color so on so forth and i been so convicted of that even this time because i found uh, myself really drawn to online shopping to buying more to look at more stuff to thinking about how i can further improve my house my wardrobe uh so on and so forth and Man, what a time to even consider the spiritual practice of simplicity. Now, you may have never considered simplicity as a spiritual practice, discipline, life in the way of Jesus. But writers, theologians, teachers of the way of Jesus will all agree that simplicity is one of the most overlooked yet regularly talked about or at least alluded to by Jesus. Richard Foster in his book The Freedom of Simplicity says this, Contemporary culture is plagued by a passion to possess. The unreason boast abounds that the good life is found in accumulation, that more is better. Indeed, we often accept this notion without question with the result that the lust for affluence in contemporary society has become psychotic. Now, this book was written, published in 1981, and it was relevant then, and I would argue it's even more relevant today with the rise of digital marketing, of online shopping, where we have become defined as a culture by our access and excess the E and the A, excess and excess. A sociologist once said that materialism has become the new dominant system of meaning. He argues that atheism hasn't replaced cultural Christianity. Shopping has. We now get our meaning in life, this sense of fulfillment, satisfaction from what we consume and accumulate, that we even get our identity from the things that we buy, or perhaps the things that we sell. And most of us would never admit it, right? That we are defined by the things we own. But for a lot of people, you know, these things aren't just things, they are identities. What we have, what we own, what brands we wear, how often our wardrobe changes from season to season, stuff like that. Now, a cultural term that could substitute for the word simplicity would be the term minimalism. Minimalism and minimalism isn't the same as Marie Kondo, right? Her work is great, but you know, hers is more in the realm of organizing, and in many ways, organizing is and this is the antithesis of minimalism. It's when you have so much stuff that you need to organize it 
and box it up, label it, stack the shirts a certain way that cuts down space. And so it's either you have too much stuff or you live in a small home and you need those organizational skills. But minimalism is different from organizing, is different from cataloging. It is removing the access. Richard Foster says this, that simplicity is an inward reality that can be seen in an outward lifestyle of choosing to leverage time, money, talents, and possessions toward what matters most. Joshua Becker, a pastor, says this about simplicity and minimalism, that it is the intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of everything that distracts us from them. And we see that the Bible constantly deals with this idolatrous attachment to wealth, to things that wealth brings. It says this in Psalm 62 verse 10, If riches increase or if wealth increase, set not your heart on them, says the psalmist. The 10th commandment is against this idea of covetousness. It is the inner lust to have to one which leads to stealing and to some degree oppression. And in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28, it says this, that he who trusts in his riches will wither. Jesus declared in Luke chapter 16, verse 13, that you cannot serve God and mammon or money. No servant can serve two masters for either he'll hate one and love the other or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And notice that he does not draw a line between God and Satan. Like you cannot serve God and Satan. You have to pick either or. That's pretty clear cut because often the things that draw our attention, our devotion and affection to God are things that look good, pleasing and right. And in this case, it's money, it's wealth, it's riches, it's stuff or the endless consumption and accumulation of more and more things. And the idea here isn't so much to live with nothing, but it is to live with less or to need less to truly live, to live life well. Because I'm sure all of us have that internal conversation in our heart, in our mind, that I just need that pay increment. I just need to make this amount of money and then I'll be content. Then I'll have, I'll feel like I have enough in life. I just need that car. I just need to buy that house. I just need to accumulate this much wealth. Then I will be okay. Then I would devote my life entirely to God and stop seeking riches, wealth and stuff. And we know that that finish line that we have set for ourselves just has a way of moving itself further and further and further down the road. And I think of Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4 and says that he has learned to be content whatever the circumstances. And we often think that contentment is something that we will achieve and attain once we have enough. But contentment, in the words of Paul, is a skill, is a practice that we cultivate. He has learned to be 
content. And perhaps in this time, even as our freedom is curtailed, we no longer have access to things uh, that bring us comfort that we have grown accustomed to. Perhaps in this time, the Spirit is teaching us how to be content, how to embrace a life of simplicity, to require less to be happy, fulfilled, satisfied, to redefine what we think is necessary. Mark Twain, the brilliant writer, perceptively noted that civilization is the limitless multiplication of unnecessary necessities. Isn't that so true? So much of what we have deemed or are conditioned through culture to think as necessary is in effect unnecessary, not needed, access that pulls us away from this goal of contentment, of simplicity. And so what if the cultural formula of more stuff equals happiness is in fact really, really bad math? What if more stuff often just equals to more stress, more anxiety, more wasted cleaning, maintaining, fixing, playing, organizing, reorganizing, updating, just stuff that you don't really need? And what if more stuff actually equals less of what matters most? More stuff means less financial freedom. More stuff means less generosity. And more stuff often takes us away from where true joy resides. In Jesus, his way of life, where his yoke is easy and his burden light. To close off, let us ponder on the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 and what is called the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on the earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that is what we're invited to, that life of living well on the earth, but not treasuring it, not treasuring these possessions that we have built up on the earth. And we see Jesus happily living in that tension of enjoying a good meal in a friend's home one minute and warning about what money can do to your heart in the next. This is the idea of simplicity. It's not refraining from needing anything at all, but it is the practice of cultivating a life that needs less to be truly fulfilled, satisfied, and joyful. And so for the rest of this circuit breaker period, can I challenge you? to perhaps explore adopting this spiritual practice for the rest of the circuit breaker. We have about one month left to go by redefining what we deem as necessary by perhaps refraining from flocking to the sales and capitalizing on the discounts and buying more stuff that you perhaps don't really need 
and even consider the motivations for why you buy stuff. Is it to impress? Is it to fit in? Is it to flaunt? Is it a means for you to derive comfort to make yourself feel good? And consider whether these motivations are pure, are right, are in the way of Jesus and His good intention for your life. And through this practice of simplicity, minimalism, of needing less, we intentionally lead a cheerful, happy revolt and resistance against the spirit of materialism in our day. I invite you to do so in this time. And so let's spend a few moments this morning and allow the Spirit to speak to us, perhaps in an area that He has little to no airtime. And that is the area of our purchases, the things we own, all that we have accumulated. And even in this moment, let's go through our minds and just ponder on the last things that we purchased, what we have recently swiped or punched in our credit card details for, what are some things that we purchase regularly to feel good about ourselves. And you know, you're not alone in this. I battle with this so often. I have an obsession of wanting more shoes. I just like shoes. And the Spirit has been speaking to me about this, has been speaking to me about this for the last few months. And I invite you to allow the Spirit to do the same for you, to speak to you on perhaps some unhealthy attachments and indulgences that you have entertained in your life. And let's allow the Spirit to weed out all that pulls our affection and devotion away from God his good work and his kingdom. Let's allow the spirit to do so in this moment. So in, I invite you to quieten your hearts, your minds, and adopt a posture of listening, of allowing the spirit to surface, to speak, and to deal with these things in his grace and mercy. Let's lean into the spirit this morning. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. And I hope that the Spirit spoke to you that you will make some decisions this day to uh, declutter your life. And it's not just about getting rid of stuff and giving it away, but it is really needing less to be truly happy. And let me pray for you even as you endeavor to do so this week. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the invitation of living into your way. Your yoke is easy, your burden is light. And God, we repent for where we have adopted the cultural mantra of needing more, of wanting more, of desiring more, of having more. And God, we pray today by your grace and mercy that you will enable us and cause us to live a life that embraces simplicity of needing less to be truly happy. In the moments where we have 
sought after things, possessions and money to be happy, to be content. Lord, we repent of those moments. We ask God that you will realign our hearts to seek you, your kingdom, your purpose and good intentions for our lives. We thank you for this day. Lead us and guide us by your spirit. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I hope that you will have a blessed day. We'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.